What's up, Spokane? Welcome back. I'm your host, Sam Perry, here to keep you up to date on all things happening in our wonderful city in the Inland Northwest. First up, Refugee Connection Spokane, a local nonprofit, is preparing for incoming Afghan refugees who are fleeing from Taliban forces in the country via the Afghan Special Immigrant Visa Program, which is being granted to those who have helped the United States war effort in the past. Refugee Connection's mission is to assist these new residents in their adjustment to a new home. The nonprofit will provide services, classes, interpretation, and overall support to Spokane's approaching refugees. As for the City Council's primary election, for the number two council position in District 1, Jonathan Bingle secures his spot to move forward to the general election in November, whereas Nagmana Shirazi and Luke Jasmine III have been counted to be separated by a mere four votes, with Shirazi at 1,889 and Jasmine 1,885. These wildly close results are going to be recounted to ensure their authenticity, and the winner will move on. As for the number two council position for District 3, Zach Sapone and Mike Lish both pulled ahead in their races. And we'll see them in November. And that's what's up, Spokane. To stay fresh on all the latest news regarding Spokane and the Inland Northwest, tune in next time to What's Up Spokane with me, Sam Perry. And we'll be right back with The Pulse. Well, this is Loom's Day in Spokane. We got about 40 firefighters and their friends and family handing out 40,000 cups of water as the day goes by. It's a very good opportunity to see the public and support them and help them out and cheer them on during Bloomsday. It's one of the best things about Spokane is that we have these major events and the whole community comes together not just to participate but to volunteer and show that they really care about our city and making our city look great. This type of an event really is emblematic of Spokane because so many people get involved. We have 50,000 people probably running this race. Always has been a very huge event. Right now we're at the corner of Broadway and Nettleton. It's the last water station before the finish, so people are pretty much uh, dehydrated by the time they get to us. They really need our water. The water stations are a vital part, especially on a warm days like today. It's real important that we have the volunteers to help with that. Without the volunteers, Bloomsday wouldn't exist. All up and down the course, there are people that are involved in this celebration. It really is a celebration of what Spokane's all about. At Wendell, you are respected, you are valued, and we have an experience tailored to fit your lifestyle. I'm Nick. And I'm Gina. And we bought three cars from Wendell Motors. Uh, throughout the day, I just kind of would get updates, texts, phone calls, and I was actually really impressed with, with how my wife was taken care of. People should shop at Wendell because they make you feel like family. For your tailored experience, come see us at Wendell at the Y or Wendell.com. Welcome to Apex Plaza, Spokane's one-stop cannabis destination. Apex Cannabis features thousands of economy, value, and luxury cannabis products. Canagear features hemp-based CBD products, glass, goods, and gear. Stop by 1325 North Division to experience the Apex difference. This product has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence of this drug. There may be health risks associated with the consumption of this product. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. When building a home or considering a major remodel, who are you going to choose? 
The Spokane Home Builders Association is an organization that works to elevate professionalism in the residential construction industry. We promote, protect, and educate for our community, building our community one home at a time. We are the Spokane Home Builders Association. Who doesn't love taking a walk in Spokane's modern and fun downtown area? Next up, Kent sits down with Mark Richard of the Downtown Spokane Partnership. Welcome to the Pulse of Spokane, Kent Adams here. And I'm particularly pleased with my guest today, Mark Richard from the Downtown Spokane Partnership, because we're back downtown. Good things are happening down here and will continue to happen. We'll talk about that right after this. today to learn how PowerView automation makes everyday living effortless. I'm Tyler Lamasters. Spokane's homelessness has been mismanaged by city council. There is no compassion in failure. A fresh perspective is needed to address this issue. In November, I hope you vote for me, Tyler Lamasters, for Spokane City Council, District 2. Paid for by the committee to elect Tyler Lamasters. Starting a digging project? Before you reach for the shovel, you must click callbeforeyoudig.org, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. Protect our buried utilities and click callbeforeyoudig.org. Mark Richard, welcome. How are you doing? I haven't seen you for a while. It has been a while. I'm doing well. Thanks, yeah, Kent. It's yeah. just great to see you. Good to see you. Yes, absolutely. Um, describe what Describe your organization, and let, let's start with that, and what your purpose is, yeah. because I'm not sure everyone understands. You bet. That's a great question. Uh, give people some context. So a couple of, couple of things. One, we have a membership component, voluntary participation that allows us to engage in advocacy. And so okay. with that, we work on policy issues, and so engaging with our council and our state legislators to a little less extent on policy issues, just uh, as it relates to business Right. Uh, as a business association. The right. other piece of that is we really, we oversee and manage these kind of core, kind of fundamental nuts and bolts of downtown. So if folks think about the clean yes. cleaning, we do have a clean team. We By the way, yeah. I have nothing but positive oh, say, good, things good. to say about the crew because every something? every incident yeah. I've had with them has been positive. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah amazing team, hardworking team, yes. cleaning up our downtown. We have a security team. And then we have a team that does marketing and promotion, so okay. telling the world about the beauties of downtown. And, and then we run a bunch of different events. And, and uh, so all of that to try to make sure we're accentuating the cultural uh, you know, uniqueness of downtown and of Spokane, and then to support our downtown business community. But you've been challenged the last year and a half with the pandemic <laughs> and all the things that have gone with right. that. And even perhaps more recently with all of the homeless issues and when I say homeless issues, that really covers a lot because it's not just one slice of homelessness. There right. are several slices, and we can talk about that if we want. But, but you're facing a lot of challenges, you and the police department and the sheriff and, and business owners that you represent. Yeah. 
Are you going nuts yet? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying my best not to. Okay. I'm trying to keep my team positive. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, we do love the work we do, and, and Spokane is such an amazing community. Yes. We were talking offline. You've been here for 40 years. I've been here my whole life. Uh, you know, and so uh, it's worth fighting for, for sure. Yes. Um, but, yeah, the pandemic, if you think about downtown, it's a little bit unique uh, in, that, in that a lot of our kind of neighborhood comes from our employees. Uh, number one, and then from visitors. And so so if you think about the hundreds, thousands of businesses yes. in the downtown area, many of them rely on visitors and on employees. Yes. Both of those were swept clean, gone, right? Yeah. Like vanished. Either gone overnight. to home or yes. not come into town. Exactly right. Yes. And so, and so um, I'm, I'm just like so humbled by the fact that in, the, in that last year and a half, I think we've lost – to date, we believe we've lost about 35 businesses in the downtown area. Those are horrific, but, uh, but we've we've seen 15 business new businesses open during that same time, Ken. And so, wow. and so again, just keeps you fighting. Uh, gives me the chills, frankly, just to just to understand the, the heart and the soul of an entrepreneur yes. uh, wanting to do something amazing for their community. And and so so because without a pandemic yeah, yeah. and the and the ramifications from that. Starting and opening a business is challenging oh by itself. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And we all know the records of small businesses and so forth that fail right. and, and, and so forth. And but to start one and to open one during this time, yeah. That takes some cojones. Some Can grit. I say that? That's yeah. exactly right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 What are what would you what as you talk with some of those who have started that, yeah. What are they, what's the feedback? Yeah. Well, I think um a couple of things. One, yeah, uh, uh, you know, they had no way of anticipating, you know, many of them had like their leases signed and had their business plan going right. and so forth. And so, uh, you know, I think just unprecedented in terms of challenges for them. But the other the other part we hear, and, and this is what it requires, is it is that the community response has been remarkable. Yeah. So again, people going out of their way to come from the north side, from the south hill, from the valley, from Airway Heights to support these businesses, at a time when they need them the most, yes. right? And uh, and and so the the feedback we're hearing in terms of just that the the entrepreneur and their employees being inspired yeah. by the way the community has risen uh, has been something else. It's been really remarkable. Yeah. Lots lots of lots of you know um, I think just great things out of this catastrophe. Really, frankly, that uh, if we focus on the positive, there's a lot of positive. Well, I, I say it a lot to some of my guests, and that is that we're we're part of a metro area between Spokane and Yes, downtown and the valley and north side and Coeur d'Alene. I understand there's a city over there and yeah. in Post Falls. I've heard about them. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in the in the general metropolitan area, but we're still a town. Mm -hmm. We still when look at what Rick Clark has done with his organization yeah. to go out and help. We still help our neighbors, right? Even our competitors. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many times I've had restaurant people in talk about, you know, well, who have you been talking to and all of that? Well, the, the other restaurant, two blocks from me. Yeah. And they gave me great ideas and so forth. We're not afraid to help our neighbors here. Right. And I right. mean our business neighbors as well as our neighbors at home and, and that sort of thing. That town atmosphere mm -hmm. is still here, isn't it? Completely agree. Yeah, Spokane friendly, whatever you want to call it, I think. Absolutely is, and that's that's really what I'm talking about. I think that yeah. those inspirations, not only where it, not only where folks came out and helped the businesses and small businesses right. start up and give them advice and counsel, but also just struggling business owners and their employees 
taking time out of their wild schedules and, you know, the world being tipped upside down yes. to help people that are on our streets uh, and or help others that are less fortunate. I mean, right. it just, yeah, the, the, the energy and the, I think the sense of community in Spokane is, it's uh, palpable, right? Yeah. It's just, it's really solid. I want to cover an issue I, I wish I didn't have to, and that's mm -hmm. the homeless-related issues. Sure. And I say related because there's everything from from those that are in facilities to those that aren't. Um, a lot of drug dealing going on, I'm hearing, and so forth. And we know an awful lot of the homeless problem comes from mental illness and from drug-related issues and right. and so forth. And the last thing I want to do is 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 condemn them for problems that they have. It's an illness, okay? And we are fortunate in this town that we've got organizations like the Salvation Army, uh, Union Gospel Mission, and so forth that are making a difference. But how do we get out there? What kinds of things do we need as a business here, mm -hmm. uh, other business owners out, out there, um, as citizens who want to feel safe when they come downtown? Yeah. What can we all do? To move forward other than replace and i'm going to be the one to say it yeah. replace many of the council members <laughs> that have done a lousy job they invited a lot of this in yeah i mean i can't really comment on that I because i work directly with the council but um, but i can't yeah right fair <laughs> enough um what i would say is uh you know and the, and the council has been there to our to our aid uh many times but i think uh, you know, we we certainly have a philosophical difference of opinion, right? And and probably more deeply with our state legislators, frankly. Yes. Um, yes. You know, what can we do? I think the first thing is we've got to come back downtown. Okay. Employees need to come back. Yeah. Does it seem a little bit daunting because because it's you know it's a bit quiet out there and 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 I can but see you can find a parking spot. You absolutely can. <laughs> right. Again, silver lining. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but the as what I believe is one of the key ingredients to making downtown feel safer is just having more of us here. Yes. Good point. The other, the other thing is, is that, you know, just, I tracked the crime stats, as you might imagine. Oh. Uh, crime, crime is not going up in downtown Spokane. You know, I think just like in the rest of the community, for whatever reason, we're seeing homicides uh, with a slight uptick. Right. Uh, but, and, and we're seeing a few other crimes, typically like commercial, you know, burglary, those kinds of things. But, but by and large, crime is relatively stable and 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 or gone down in some categories and so so i, I think a lot of this is perception we've got to get back downtown and enjoy yes. our downtown so really that, good so, point yeah so that there's more of all of us yeah i think you know this but your audience might not know we we firmly believe there's a, obviously homelessness in itself is complicated yes. but it's um i think what 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 the general public and frankly what the business community is concerned about is not about homeless people we again, huge hearts of business owners again working 16 hours a day, and they're and they're providing you know services and money to uh, organizations that help yes. these folks and so, food and yeah yes. yeah. Um, what what really what we're facing is a uh, like you said a, an addiction issue. So if we think about like I always describe this, the, we're we're really seeing out on our streets five percent of the homeless population, and they're the worst most challenged yes you know suffering from mental illness and therefore like you said masking that with because they haven't got services alcohol. exactly they're yeah not getting services and they don't want it in many cases that's right that's they why don't, they're they out. don't know they need it yeah, good they point. don't want it uh and so and, and so that's really where we try to focus our energy uh unfortunately we took some steps back as you know in yeah. this legislative session at the state yes. level 
uh, with with effectively decriminalizing, you know, possession Any kinds and of use drugs. of heroin, yes. methamphetamines, you know, the fentanyl, whatever. It's it's. Uh, but that's not just downtown. That's that's uh, that's the entire right. state of Washington. Right. Uh, so so you know, I think I think that's that's where I would say as a community, uh, oh, you know. Uh, don't listen to everything that you read and hear. Yeah. Downtown is a beautiful, safe place. I, I just went to a concert Sunday night at the new Pavilion, uh, you know, uh, amphitheater. Yes. And five thousand people pouring in and out of that, and they had smiles on their faces, and they were enjoying downtown Spokane. We get to live again. Nobody got hurt, right? <laughs> yes. It wasn't like uh, you know, it was a free for all out there. There was right. a, people just in with kids and enjoying this oh, beautiful fun. downtown. And so that's the second piece I would say is just. Is, is that come down and check it out for yourself. Don't believe everything you read. Sometimes we have to tell these difficult stories because yes. we've got to see, we've got to make a difference. But, but uh, that doesn't mean that we don't believe wholeheartedly that downtown's a beautiful yeah. place, because we do. Yeah, I don't think there's a business person in this town, whether it be downtown or anywhere, that mm -hmm. doesn't want to help the homeless people. Right, really. right. We don't want to, they're suffering now. Yeah. Whether it be addiction or whatever it may be. Uh, uh, um, they deserve a better life. And, and I know sometimes people like me get accused of, well, you don't care. No, no, that's not, that's not the case exactly. at all. I've learned a lot in the last few years with, with what's going on and to not give out money and, yes. and things like that because can't, you're only helping to continue their addiction. That's exactly and, right. And, and so I used to look at as I drive through, oh, that poor soul, Let's get them off the street. Yeah. I now look at that poor soul. What can we do to help them? Mm -hmm. Because we've all seen and heard the stories of people who have improved. Yeah. A lot of it. We love Union Gospel Mission. Here. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're so good. And Phil and the team there really care about what they're doing. And, and they do a good job. Um, and uh, we look forward to having Phil and his team back this fall to talk about a lot of that. But, you know, it's... It takes caring people to make that difference. It's not something I can do. Right. Uh, I can follow instructions, but it's Phil and his team. It's the folks at uh, um, uh, Salvation Army, mm -hmm. which is a great Major organization. Yep. Yes, and, and we have several organizations like that. It's not just about housing them. Yeah, we can put them in a, in a bed somewhere and when it's cold or too hot and all yeah. of that. That isn't really going to help them long term. Most of them, when they get out of their addiction and so forth, really look back and, oh my gosh, I've transformed to the, into a human being now. Yeah, and yeah. I think we want more of that. Well, we, we absolutely do. Yeah. And I think you touched on so many important parts there. One is, you're absolutely right, is as a community, we need to check our heart for a minute and say, yes. what is the best way I can help? Not just what's the way I can help right now. Yes. Um, yes. So I love this one example I heard, uh, and I love to share it because it's a beautiful story about uh, a woman and her kid. And what they were, they were doing the same thing. They were giving money out the window. And what they realized and they saw was, in some instances, directly where this individual was using, you know, or buying alcohol or whatever. So they started creating what she called a care cup. So they had a cup in their car, and every time they saw a homeless person in need, they would put a dollar in that cup. And then at the end of the month, she and her kid would go to the local brick-and-mortar charity yes. and provide that money to them so I that love the it. professionals can help. I love that. Right? Isn't that beautiful? And, yeah. I, and I think the, this is really the key, the crux of our philosophy. 
we too believe that every person needs to be treated with dignity. My yeah. team is trained to treat those folks with dignity and respect. And that's got to be hard at times. It is it? hard when they're not being treated uh, equally it, right. in return, right? Right. Um, uh, and and so we're focused on solutions, but those solutions have to come with expectation and accountability. Yeah. Uh, and so that that whatever you want to call it, tough love, whatever. You, so so we got to meet them. We got to offer them services, and if they refuse, then we, as a society, I believe, we need to step in. We need to interject, and we need to, we need to, frankly, pull them off the street and get them connected with services, yeah. even when they say they don't want it. Right. And 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 if my opinion, we need to do it as many times as we need to in order for that person to break yes. the cycle of addiction yes. and get the help they need. And we're not doing that. This is and this that's is somebody's the, this is the son way. or daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's that's right. Uh, somebody who may be a parent right. and all of that. Don't we? Yeah. As a society, right. owe that. Back to it's not all about kind, government right? yeah. handing out money and things like that. Right. I love the the cup thing. Yeah. What, what did you call? What did they call? It? Care cup. The care cup. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, my my wife was taking our grandson home a few years back. He's now mm -hmm. eighteen, uh, and I don't want to be a name dropper, but he'll be going to Gonzaga University <laughs> this fall. Uh, <laughs> Grandpa's not proud. But. No, no, no. And the fact that he's rooming with one of Mark use sons has nothing to do with but being proud but anyway um but they're taking my wife is taking them home down to uh uh, uh the, the spot off on 195 down there i can't think of the, the name of it ridge something eagle ridge, eagle ridge yeah yeah and the guy's holding a sign i'm hungry i'm hungry so caden's taking uh, a Tupperware thing of spaghetti home to the family, and he hands it out the back of back window to the guy. In his heart, he thought he was helping. Yeah. He may have the guy may have eaten it, but unfortunately, that's they need more help than just a bowl of spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. a dollar or two to go to the local. Unfortunately, that's the case. I mean, I yeah. So, so that is an important distinction because people will say, "Well, that's insensitive." You know what? 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 What really impacted me? One of the most impactful things was when I got a chance to serve on a panel with a gentleman by the name of Tyson West. If you haven't had him on your, I program, know him. You've got to. He have just him. had a birthday today. Did he? Yes. Oh, good. So you must be social media friends. Yes. Uh, the, the, when he tells his story about the yes. fact that when folks handed the food to him, they gave him the dollar. Yeah. They gave him the blanket. They were literally trapping him in his addiction. Yes. Yes. And it wasn't until he got in trouble with the law, he ended up in jail. And for him, he found Jesus. Yes. And and that's what broke the cycle for him. And that and that young man today, yes. now in his whatever I want to guess forties, is leading the adult and teen challenge and helping people yes. out of addiction. And it's just that was again as one of those life changing stories for me. I'm like, we are on the right path. Yeah. By but let's we 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 as a community, I'm pleading with your audience, please don't support mobile. Um, uh, you know, uh, do-gooders who come down here and hand out food and then yeah. they disappear, leaving behind a pile of trash and leaving yeah. behind yeah. an enabled group. Support your brick-and-mortar groups. Yes. Do your research. Find out the ones that are requiring expectations and accountability yep. because that's what each that's human That's what's going to make the change. That's right, right. Yeah. I've got to have something to live for. Yeah. i got to have hope in order for me to make that change. And and the and the and like you said, Major Ken and you know, with the Salvation Army and Union Gospel Mission and Family Promise. And these, there's just a stark difference between some of these, the way they are run and how they give that expectation and accountability. And then others, uh, you know, who, who just give handouts. Yeah. And the consequences are starkly different. And those organizations can track 
yeah. by numbers yeah. right the changes that are going on yes. versus how many people just came in and got out of the heat or got out That's of the right. cold in the winter time right and maybe got a meal of some sort yeah, yeah. they're tracking did they yeah. get connected with services? Did they get a job? Did yeah. they get permanent housing? Did they get mental health treatment? I exactly. mean, that's that's what we need. And yeah. sometimes yeah. it takes several times right. to do that. Yeah. You can ask on a Tyson yes. and some of the others that we've had in here and 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 so forth. So, yeah. Mark, thank you. Say hi to Liz for me. Will I you? will. I will. Okay. Yeah. The whole team uh, I keep says seeing hello. that you guys. Yeah, are doing good things. Uh, I love your idea, and I'm taking my takeaway today is to get more people to come downtown because the more of us that are down here, yeah. the better off we're all going to feel. That's exactly and there are some terrific businesses that have just struggled like crazy and let's uh, honor them and, and their employees who show up. Yeah, because and if I might, I mean, yeah. those owners and those employees, they're our neighbor, they're our kids, yes. right? We, let's come down and support yes. our, our community family. I don't know about you, but you know, it used to do about a 15% tip um, I think my low tip is 20% now, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and, and sometimes I see the servers and so forth, just doing the extra and they're on overload with the number of tables and everything else. Let's do what we can. Some of us can afford to do just a little bit yeah, more, you yeah. know, and that's better. I think than giving the dollar at the guy in the corner, who's going right. to buy booze with it right, or enable, right. enable him to continue to do that. Yep. Mark, keep up the good work, Thank okay? You, Come back and see us soon. You got it. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Mark Richard with the Downtown Spokane Partnership, doing good things here in town. Thanks. Have a good day, everybody. The economy is getting stronger. Banks are lending again, and interest rates are at historic lows. Now is a great time to buy your dream home. The caring and knowledgeable professionals at Homes for You have been helping people just like you for over 20 years. They take the time to listen to what you want and will help you find just the right home in Washington or Idaho. Real estate is what we do at Homes for You, 928 5782, or visit online at homes, the number four, youspokane.com. This is River Ridge frame shop called frame it today where we can take your art customize it and get it ready to hang on the wall here at River Ridge Harbor 2803 West Garland. The world has changed a lot in 50 years, and Kimley Haygood has changed with it. We still provide our customers with the highest level of service. Whether it's financing, construction management, property management and maintenance, leasing or sales, our team is here to help you make the best decisions with your real estate. Weather in the inland northwest can wear you down. And if your gutters are in poor condition or you do not have gutters, you could suffer damage that could cost a fortune to fix. Rainman Seamless Rain Gutters has almost 30 years of professional experience in serving the Inland Northwest region and strives to ensure customer service that is second to none. From the time you call 
to the end of the project. With House to Home, the Hazi grandfather-grandson duo will talk about all things home improvement. Clyde and Tyler, over to you. Welcome to House to Home. I'm Clyde Hazi, and it's House to Home Outdoors. And as you can see, we are outdoors. You know, this time of the year and in the summertime, I have really great concerns of what our activities are. And I, well, I actually, I talked to a lot of our sponsors that we have for House to Home Outdoors. And one of them is Hazi Landscape. And they said, we have a project that we think people would enjoy seeing. So I said, okay, give me the address. We'll bring the crew here and we're going to see what's in the backyard. I also have a great guest that I want to introduce to you. So with that being said, follow me along. Let's go to the backyard and take a look and see what's happening. You are surprised. I am surprised to see what is going on here. And even here's the owner of the home. Ryan, thank you for letting us come and invade your backyard. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Tyler, hey. you did show up. I'm glad to hear that. Hey, Finally, yes. show us what you're doing back here. I mean, this is great. and. Our viewing audience is saying, hey, I've never seen this before, but tell me, and let's take a look at this. Uh, I am just excited. Um, looks like we have a plan that we're looking at that uh, you folks have laid out. Yeah. Talk to me about what the owner was thinking, what Ryan was thinking about when he uh, came to you folks. So basically we started out, it was a builder home um, and they were just a blank backyard and they wanted a functional, a functional space where um, they can really use a lot of the lawn. And that's why if you see on the backside, there's this big hillside. Um, right. And there needed to be a more, more functional way to use the backyard with this big hillside in place. Well, I understand it's a young family mm -hmm. and, and as the family grows and the needs grow, they need flat areas for the kids to play. And we even added on to, I see a patio and that's yep. already in place. What happens, you know, where do you begin? It's like buying a car. How do you start something like this? I understand some of the people, they were called in and, and your firm looked at it and mm -hmm. identified, listened to the owner, mm -hmm. identify what has to happen. I know the CCNRs and other regulations of our government will tell us what we can do and not do. Mm -hmm. But in this particular case, the owner was able to develop his backyard what he wants. So, yep. and as we are showing here, I see some stairs going in. Yep, we're I working see. on the stairs Chris, currently right now. Right, right. Let's go all the way up to the top, top level of that back behind wall. Right, and but I may point out that the patio is already in, yes. so we came across that. But the rest is going to be sawed in through here, and yep. maybe when we leave here, the uh, the cameraman can take a look at this. But you can see, what you're doing is that you're planning a vision. Yeah. So don't start a project like this unless you have a vision, a direction, or a layout. I don't care what you can do it yourself mm -hmm. or hire someone to do it, but understand it. Yeah. Let's go back here and take a look at this wall, what type of wall and, and even, are these the wall blocks here? Yes, these are the wall blocks. They are um, from Belgard. They are Highland stone. Um, this wall block is specifically three piece. Uh, it's three piece oh, really? stone. So this is the large and then we have the small and, the, and then the medium that you can see on the wall. It's a three piece and it adds a lot oh, more see. texture and um, style to the wall. It's just not the basic basic one one piece wall and then we have of course a cap on top that we need to glue down so what you're saying we have a cap here we've got different sizes what it's doing is giving personality because as i turn around and look at the home the windows are looking at this at all times yeah so the landscape as it takes place into here the wall is going to be noticed all the time yep the stairs and uh maybe we can come back later on and talk about it but i see chris you're already nailing those down of what has to happen it's good when you have some property lines to follow 
So again, you don't want to be leaning against a fence. You got to be aware of what the neighbor's property is and what yours is. And I see you're doing that, Chris, and that's, that's number one. You know, the other thing is along with being number one, Tyler, is that safety, folks. I don't care if you're having the work done mm -hmm. or doing the work yourself, you have to be safe about it. Yeah. Understand where all utilities are at, right? Mm -hmm. In this One case, call. they all came from the front, mm -hmm. I assume. Yep. So the back was very open, but we yep. had to locate uh, 811 first, yep. didn't we? 811. <laughs> 811, don't forget that, and Kathy will remind you of that. The other thing is, is that, you know, grading and shaping, and right behind me here is, uh, fill me in, a laser. Yep, laser. And that identified the grades at all mm -hmm. times, so that water always runs away from your home runs away and does not interfere with any drainage problems, right? Yeah. Okay. And this laser really helps us to get the grade and make sure the, the wall is level and flush and it helps to step up and see where we're at across the whole project. Okay. The other thing about it is that compaction and the preparation. Uh, since I'm a landscape architect, Tyler, you've been around for years. You've been on the job sites. You understand this. You've mm -hmm. been to college. You understand it all. But the issue is, Knowledge of what you're doing is very important. Yeah. Compaction and using the right materials. This homeowner, again, he's young, he could do it himself. Mm -hmm. He can do this and that and so forth, but overall, he wants a product, a project yep. that's gonna protect his investment. Because yeah. when I was talking to Ryan before, he says, we're gonna be here for a while. We're gonna raise a family here. Mm -hmm. So that's gonna be taking place. Now, I do understand that in uh, Spokane County and in Washington State, Anything over a four foot high, you have to have it engineered. Mm -hmm. Here again, this case here, we're far enough behind each other and we are gonna be doing some lifts in here as we're yep. showing, but we don't have to have it engineered mm -hmm. or geogrid, right? Yep, so geogrid is uh, a mesh material that goes behind the wall that we would actually stack in these, um, in between the these courses, these layers, to tie it back and it'll be in the, the dirt just to make sure the wall doesn't move forward. But we did this, these two different uh, steps because we want to ensure that um, one, these are below four feet, so they don't need to be engineered or geogrid, which would significantly increase the price of the wall. So right. that's why we did these two layers of uh, two walls and we have some nice areas in between as well. well and, and that's very, very smart because what you've done is that we can put some landscaping in mm -hmm. between and you can create some, some beauty four seasons of the year. Um, Tyler, I have a lot of questions I want to share with the people that are viewing here today of how to build a wall and where do you start and how does it all get going. But we need to take a break right now and our sponsors are going to be taking us into the next section. Let's be talking about the wall itself and how do you begin and where do you start and let's go from there. Sounds so great. for right now, we're just going to take a break. We'll see you right back here. This is River Ridge Frame Shop called Frame It Today, where we can take your art, customize it, and get it ready to hang on the wall. here at River Ridge Harbor, 2803 West Garland. Weather in the inland northwest can wear you down. And if your gutters are in poor condition or you do not have gutters, you could suffer damage that could cost a fortune to fix. Rainman Seamless Rain Gutters has almost 30 years of professional experience in serving the inland northwest region and strives to ensure customer service that is second to none. 
from the time you call to the end of the project. Welcome back to House to Home Outside and, and with me is Tyler Hazy and, and the project manager for Hazy Landscape and he said, I want to show you some walls. I want to show you, the viewing audience, how things are put together. They're still busy around us all the time. Be honest with you, it's a hot day. Mm -hmm. They're staying dehydrated. Hydrated, not dehydrated. Oh, dehydrated. <laughs> they are dehydrated and they're staying hydrated. That's what it is. Okay, I see, I used to work on these crews way back when, but now we move on. So with that being said, everybody is staying busy and staying mm -hmm. healthy and safe. And that's yep, number one definitely. that you have to keep in mind. Ty, you, you, you talked about the type of wall. It's a Allen wall, is that right? No, it is a Highland wall. Um, Highland wall. All it's of the products here are gonna be a Belgard product, which uh, we get from an authorized dealer uh, here in Spokane. There's various ones across um, right. the city. They're different from you know, your wall at Home Depot, your Home Depot wall, and you, know, you can only build it the, like, like, the, like this right. high if you wanna do a do-it-yourself wall. And that's the really what distinguishes. Or you don't need something with some structure. Yeah, a bit exactly. Too. So this wall type, and again, if you want to find out more about it, you can go online and, and they have a fantastic, mm -hmm. and there's great dealers. I know that in the Spokane area. So what you did is you showed us the plan. They laid and they told everybody out what they wanted done in through here, and then you started laying it down. You established great elevations, mm -hmm. and that was number one. And then there's crushed gravel. When we opened the show, I was at the front there standing on a pass on a pad of gravel and that's five-eighths or three-quarter inch crush yeah five-eighths minus okay crush, so it has that fines in it that compacts and, and you have a compactor back compact. here yep. and you you really try to follow the lines of, of, of 90 what 90 some percent compaction yep, 90 compaction yep okay so compaction is a success of anything when I was coming to this site today I was seeing some walls that had a little bit of a bow a little wow in them guess what they weren't prepared properly mm -hmm. so Preparation is what your end project is going to be. This was put down, trenched out, put in a, a, yep. a, a base of what, four to six inches of gravel at yep, least? four to five inches of gravel, compacted. Um, we made sure we did lifts in that compaction so we continue to reach that 90, 90 to 95% compaction level that we can get with our plate compactors. And that ensures that this wall will never move. And then after we build this wall and as we build it up and keep putting these right. bricks on top, we make sure we put gravel behind there for drainage and make sure that you know dirt and other debris is not pushing against the wall. What Tyler is telling you is the thing for long range planning so that water can move through this mm -hmm. wall and yeah. it will. Yeah. It's not gonna force it out, it's mm -hmm. gonna allow the water to come through. So the right products is what they're talking about using behind this. Yeah. Now as we come along here and with the laser you begin to identify where your height is gonna be. Mm -hmm. On these caps, and, and, and I think this is real important that we begin to identify the caps are actually glued on with a cement, right? Yep, they're glued on um, with a caulking gun that, you know, once you glue them on, they're gonna stick, stick for life. Okay, yeah. behind me here, they've been working on putting a set of stairs going up. Mm -hmm. They again will have, will they have this type or is it gonna be block all the way up or what are they gonna It'll, do? They will actually build the stairs out of this block so it's all gonna be Same. a seamless transition and all look um, pretty sharp going up through this whole wall in this backyard. What you're saying is that from the front bumper to the rear bumper, it's all gonna look nice, neat, and prepared correctly. So with that being said, in between here, the sprinkler system goes in, the landscape can take place. Where our cameraman is standing, he's gonna, have, he's gonna be in the middle of the lawn mm -hmm. and uh, sunbathing on his lounge. I mean, it's gonna be a beautiful setting. Um, 
I would like to come back and, and be talking about this. I want to be talking about the paver patio that was installed. So maybe we can take yeah. a quick break here and let's go around and take a look at the, at the pavers. In. Okay, good. let's go this way. I use the expression dehydrated and guess what? It is dehydrating your outside in this hot summer day. So when you're out here working in the yard, drink a lot of water. Hydrated is most important. Ty. Yes. This is a paver patio. They mm -hmm. have concrete over here that the uh, builder had put in mm -hmm. and some choices were made here and this is another Belgard product. Yep, another Belgard product. And what is this product uh, identified as? This is going to be the Catalina Grana stone. It's going to be again a three piece. So you see the different sizes. We have the, the mediums, the square ones, and right. then these other ones. And then if you see occasionally there will be a larger set in there as well. So instead of just being like concrete is, it yep. looks like all is one. This gives it more personality. As you come out the door, they have more furniture, and over here, this is more visual viewing. Yeah. The other thing I want to be noticed, and the camera is picking this up right now, you notice how the slope is leaning away from everything. Mm -hmm. Water is going to be running off. Now, I assume that uh, the preparation, again, was four to six inches yep. of four, gravel? About four inches of gravel, and again, those continual lifts in that gravel just to make sure this concrete, I mean, not the concrete, the pavers are not going to move over the course of the life. Um, and with that, there is a slope this way to make sure that there is runoff. And pavers, they're not like concrete. Concrete tends to crack, and that is because right. they don't have a lot of these joists in it. Um, so concrete pads do tend to crack a lot, and pavers will, they'll move kind of with the earth, and they'll stay pretty much continual, and um, they'll be, they'll be c c complete with everything else. Right. In our location here with the freezing and thawing, things rise and mm -hmm. contract and expand. The pavers allow that to happen, yeah. and that is so important. And the other thing is that there's been a sand base put over the top of this yep, to lock it in sand, place. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that is so important. So preparation, understand what you're getting into. And the other thing is that I, there's a lot of do-it-yourself you know, do people out yep. here, and I really admire that. But fully understand what you're getting yourself into. Mm -hmm. As a landscape architect, I can tell you, I've seen a lot of projects <laughs> that they said, oh, why didn't we call you before? At least get some help, get some advice. Yeah. And you've heard that before. I've had the pleasure to be uh, working within a company and understanding that we always ask questions. Do we have all the answers? Not always. But as we pass on with generations, and Tyler, I want to say thank you because mm -hmm. your expertise of understanding a lot of this stuff, again, I'm a hands-on, as I said before. So mm -hmm. you're the one that has been involved with it and understanding more at the same time. So as we go forward with House to Home Outdoors, Tyler, Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you could join us. Of course. You're going to see more and more of him. We're going to be working on other projects. So for now, stay safe, drink a lot of water if you're outside, and enjoy yourself and have a great time this summer. And we'll be seeing you as we move on with another episode of House to Home Outdoors. We'll see you then. today to learn how PowerView automation makes everyday living effortless. I'm Tyler Lamasters. Spokane's homelessness has been mismanaged by city council. There is no compassion in failure. A fresh perspective is needed to address this issue. In November, I hope you vote for me, Tyler Lamasters, for Spokane City Council, District 2. Paid for by the committee to elect Tyler Lamasters.
starting a digging project? Before you reach for the shovel, you must click callbeforeyoudig.org, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. Protect our buried utilities and click callbeforeyoudig.org. All right, now this is exciting. Kent welcomes back Ken Sachs on Real Estate Talk, where Ken talks about the housing market, the industry, and gives advice to buyers and sellers with need-to-know information on home ownership. Ken? Well, it's time to welcome back Real Estate Talk. Okay, and I'm so pleased because the last time Ken Sachs was here doing this, it was a different scenario. Starting up for what we have now these days, because we know about housing, I mean, if you're not in the first 30 to put a bid on a house these days, you probably don't have a chance. Uh, if you're selling a house, you just sit back and relax. It's a changed environment out there. So Ken Sachs, welcome back to hosting the real estate show. Yes, huh? absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm excited to get this going. Well, and you you take off what? What did you take off? Like nine months or eight months or something if like that? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look what's happened. So it's it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it it would have been my fault, except you're the one with the shorter name, Ken, right. instead that's, of Ken. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Holy what what is going on? What the heck is going on? Uh, I have never seen this market in my almost thirty years yeah. of being in the real estate industry right um we we have uh, a shortage of inventory yes we are down to you know we used to look at inventory as months how many yes. months inventory yes. yes and so anything up to about uh five months six months would be considered a seller's market six months would be a neutral seven plus would be a buyer's market yeah. right in months right we are in days in even hours and sometimes in hours and and i should back up i, I I've, I've talked about what that means inventory and when when we say let's say 10 days inventory yes what that means kent is at our current pace of sales yes if we don't add another unit onto the market so whatever we have now in 10 days it's gone yes it's gone and 10 days and that's serious that, for so many reasons when you've got uh, uh, folks who want to get into a home for the first time, yes. they're paying through the nose now, aren't they? Oh, first yeah. time home buyers, uh, you know, where not too long ago were anywhere from the 150 to 250 range, yeah. we're, you know, north of 400. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's just a someone, different someone place. told me, and I've talked to others about this, but someone told me that, that most realtors will ask the question, well, Fred, and Jane, welcome. And uh, I'm going to try to show you some homes. What can you? What have you been approved for for a loan and so forth? And what are you looking for? Oh, 250. I mean, 350 thousand dollar homes. Okay, which kind of used to be the norm. Mm -hmm. okay? And the response from the realtor is, okay, we'll go out and look at 250 thousand dollar homes. Well, why I, I've been approved? The fact is you're going to have to bid up yeah. on most of them, yeah. especially yeah. if they're in good shape and everything. Yeah, and that, that's a tough conversation with some buyers. Yes, uh, I bet. Because they, they're they not accustomed to that. No. If they're first time, they definitely have nothing to compare that to. Right. If they've bought before, that's like, wait, that's not how it works. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it is today. That's yeah. how it works. And so you're absolutely right. And I've had those conversations where if you're looking for, a, let's say, a $350,000, $400,000, let's just say $400,000 house, uh, we have to we have to talk about strategies. Yes. And the strategy would be let's look perhaps at 350, 370, so we have the ability to outbid our competitors. Because 
because we're competing now. Yeah, we're yeah, competing. Yeah, and uh, that's that's a hard pill to swallow. And, and in our community, with some of the wages and salaries and everything else, and having come off a, camp, a pandemic and, sure. and and so forth, um, that's got to be. From your standpoint, as a realtor who tries to help people yep. get into a home or a, 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 a whatever it is, that's got to be tough for you to, I, to, I, to, to deliver that news. You know, I hate this market. Yeah, <clears throat> I do not like it at all. I feel that if somebody has shown that they are financially responsible, they can manage their finances. Right. They should be able to buy a house. Right. They should be able to buy a house. That's yeah. the American dream. It is. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of the public thinks, oh, my gosh, you realtors like you must love this. You're you know, making a killing. There's not one realtor I've talked to that loves this. Yeah. This is not a we don't we don't like this. We don't no. like this. No. Um, yeah, and it's because your job is to help people get. We got to help people move. Yeah, get into a house, that sort of thing. Sure. And so you've got the supply and demand, but uh, let's talk about material costs. Yes. You know, so new construction. <laughs> yes. I mean, we have builders now, which I completely understand and don't blame them, even though some buyers get upset about it. They're putting language in their contracts. Yes. That here's our price. Yes. But if materials do this. Yes. Your price does this. Yes. They have to do that. Yes. They have to do that. Well, when I, I had a, a, a builder tell me one time that they had sold the contract and were building, they're spending the six to nine months to get the house ready, and can't my wood paneling and all of that costs have gone up $15,000 right. since I quoted the price. That's their profit. That's exactly right. You know? Not to mention the other things because the supply of so much today, but right. just in the in the in the building materials like that, yep, wood yep, yep. and so forth. Yeah. I've been waiting about three months for a roof uh, on a house I own. Okay. Uh, to get a new roof, and they're they're having a hard time with the materials. Yes, yes. yes. And my idea was do it in the summer. Yes. When you can put a roof on, and here we are. I have like, to chip away ice. <laughs> where's the summer going? And I'm still don't have my roof. Yeah. And uh, do you think you'll even get it done before winter? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And that's got to be frustrating because that story is multiplied hundreds of that's times right. out there. Because in our married life, my wife and I got a lot of homes and we fixed them up and moved to the next level sure. and, and so forth. Um, we bought homes for what you buy a car for today, right. back 30, 40 years ago, yeah. right? And often with the idea that we were going to, okay, that kitchen is just like they do on Home and Garden Network. Right. That, that kitchen is toast. Okay, but you find out the $20,000 kitchen upgrade is now 40000 right. if they can get what you want. That's right. And you might have to settle for the wrong color or whatever, because you still got to live and eat and everything else. Sure. It's tough. When do you think that's going to change? Whew, I'm yeah. asking, of course, you know. Yeah, that's a crystal ball question. Yes. Um, so people who are uh, smarter than me, which are most, um, they, they're talking about a year and a half, two okay. years. Um, we are starting to see, and I, I hesitate to say this yeah. because it's ever so slight, but we are starting to see just a, a minuscule of a shift. Yes, I've heard that from a couple of folks. Yes, which which But is, not enough to say, hey, Kent, it's going to turn around. Not enough to throw in a party. six months or a year. No. Yeah, yeah. No. So so I've just been um, kind of repeating what the economists and those that, you know, are intelligent <laughs> yeah. uh, have been saying. And again, that's about a year and a half to two years. Yeah. 
Uh, but what, where does that leave you? So I'm going to rent? Yeah. And okay. where are you going to rent? What's that market like? Yeah. It's, uh, again, supply and demand. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you have these, these uh, tenants who the lease is coming up. And while well, I'm going to be doing a show later with Representative Graham, we're going to touch on this. Right. Where, oh, you know what? Your $1,000 a month rent is now $1,500, $1,600. Yeah. That is super significant. Yeah to a tenant who is budgeting for $1,000 yeah. a month. And how, and, and how do you save at that point? Any real save? chance of saving has probably been eaten up in a third of the increase. Right. You know, and, and we all want that, you know, and it's, it's, it's tough for young people today that, that want to move up. And then even for old people who are in two, two story homes yeah. that have thought about, uh, when I turn 75, which I did this, two months ago, we might start thinking about the next step yeah. in the next five years, right? Okay, we can get a nice price for our house, but is there a condo available with the regulations with condos and so forth? They're not building those, right? the rental side. I mean, so what do we do? Yeah. Okay. Buy an RV. So it's not just, yeah, not just young people. That's so right. it, it's affecting everybody. That's right. And, and I have a handful of people who've sold take yeah. advantage of the market yeah. and they literally are living in an RV oh, yes. waiting for a shift, a yeah. market shift. Yeah. Uh, and part of the shift too, I, I, the perception out there, I am starting to see more price reductions than okay. I've ever seen. Okay. Folks, that doesn't mean the market is shifting. That means sellers are getting overconfident and being greedy, greedy. I guess, yeah. thinking yeah. that, hey, I can get whatever I want, yeah. which is not the case. No. And then Eventually, the price comes down, and then there's a sign: reduced price, right, price right, reduced, right, right, right. price lowered, what, and then people which really should be buy. more reasonable. Instead I of said that reduced. years ago. <laughs> Would we overprice if that was the yeah. sign? And then yeah. the public's driving by, and the neighbors, and oh my gosh, look at all these reduced prices! The market's crashing. No, it's not. Yeah, it's they were just unreasonable. Yeah, when they listed the house. Right, right. It's not crashing. Well, and honestly, a good realtor is going to tell them that up front. But they don't always listen, do they? No. So a good realtor, competent realtor, is going to have that conversation yeah. and is going to be comfortable having that conversation. Yes. But as you just said, oh, no. Oh, no. Zillow says. Yes. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Down the street, they oh, just sold. Oh, okay. Yeah. So a computer algorithm is going <laughs> to dictate the value of your home. And right. And you've never seen it. Right. Uh, let's just spend the last couple of minutes yeah. talking about... Uh, number one, good to have this back. It's especially important these days. Yes. And I know you've got some good people coming in, like uh, Legislator uh, Graham and, and so forth. Um, what are some of the topics that we can look forward to in the next month or month and a half? Sure. Well, I think uh, some of the timely things right now, I'm a buyer. I need to buy a house. Yeah. How can I successfully buy a house in this competitive market right. with these prices? So we need to talk about what it takes to be a successful buyer. I think it's also key in this market to touch on sellers, what I, I know it, it seems all rosy and yeah. you know all that stuff, but what should you be concerned with? Yes. Uh, so 
so we're going to talk about that. Um, of course, I'll have a, a lender in, talk about the lending environment. Right. Um, but really, it's, you know, every market, I've said this so many times, here's the real <laughs> estate market. And wherever you are in the market, there is a set of dynamics anywhere yes. on that scale. Yeah. So you have to understand the dynamics of any given market when right. you are in the market. Right. And so we're going to talk about the dynamics and how to be successful, whether you are buying or whether you are selling. Yeah, and what you need to look out for. We just had a, a um, we have a statewide contract for purchasing real estate. Right. Oh, by the way, that just got revised yes. uh, in ways that uh, I've never seen before. Okay. So do you understand those revisions? The person that you're aligning with, do they understand those yes. revisions? How can those revisions help you? How can they hurt you? Right. Those are very big deals. Yeah, weren't uh, you in Olympia a week or so ago? I was in Olympia. Getting, getting updated? Last week I was in Olympia doing some videos with yes. our state association attorney okay. on some of these revisions because there's so uh, there's a lot of misunderstandings. Yeah. And if if realtors don't understand it how the heck can their clients no, understand no. it um so there's just so much going on yeah once you know what you knew last week is different that's right yeah and that's like i always say that's why it's called practicing yeah. real estate we're yeah. just always practicing yeah. right <laughs> Right. It's the right. practicing medicine that kind of freaks me out, but we're also just practicing right. real estate. So what's the name of the show? Real Estate Talk. All right. With Ken Sachs. Yes. Here. Looking forward to on it. Spokane Talks. You bet. Thanks. Thank you. Have a good day, everybody. Why are housing prices going up so fast in the Spokane area? Hello, I'm Darren Watkins with the Spokane Association of Realtors. It's a simple case of supply and demand. Since 2010, we have seen the number of available homes on the market fall dramatically from 2,348 in January of 2010 to only 164 per month in 2021. That's a 94% reduction in our housing supply. The result? Housing prices began to climb rapidly in 2015 with a median home price in Spokane County of $179,000. That same home today would cost you $380,000. That is, if you can even find a home to buy. For the last, I'd say at least 10 to 15 years, we've been, I think we've been underbuilding. We've seen this crisis coming uh, and nothing's being done to fix it. There are no homes to purchase. When there is a home that comes up that buyers like, you're, you're up against 20 plus other buyers who are making an offer on the same house. Adding to the crisis, thousands of families are fleeing major West Coast cities such as Seattle, Portland, and Los Angeles. Among the top destinations, Spokane, Washington. When you talk about an out-of-town buyer, they've sold that home in a, a coastal market, let's say, a, a Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, LA, take your pick, for a million and a half dollars and they come to Spokane and can replace that thing and be in a nicer home for a half a million. Uh, when there are 20 plus offers on a property that they feel like they don't have a chance. So now they're having to look at homes far lower than they're even qualified for because they have to compete with cash deals or something that goes so much further over the list price and it's extremely defeating for clients. The answer is clear. We need more homes immediately, especially for entry-level workforce housing.
every day that we wait, those costs are just going to keep going up and up. Now onto locker room talk with some of our favorite guys, Justin and Andrew. Take it away, guys. Mariners do find themselves in a decent position, not great because, again, uh, there's only 50 games left, and they're three games back out of the wildcard spot. So not too bad. They uh, are 7-3 and three in their last 10, which is the second-best mark among all potential wildcard teams. Um, wow, Baltimore's lost 10 in a row. They've lost 14 in a row. Wow. Oh, my. That's not good. Um, so Seattle now is also creeping up their win differential. Sorry, their run def differential. They are only minus 43 now. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, I, if I was a Toronto fan and I'm looking up the Mariners right now, sitting at, they're at plus 118. They actually, they have the best run differential among all wildcard teams. Um, that is very frustrating if you're a Toronto fan. Anyway, uh, Seattle, again, three games back from the Oakland Athletics for that final and second and final wildcard spot. They're four games back from the Yankees, who are uh, a game up on Oakland. They're close. Like, this is the closest the Mariners have been since, like, 2012, 2013, when, when you know, they went down to the final day, day of the year. Um, I'm really trying to temper my expectations. You should. Why would you not? You've seen this happen time and time again. I love pain, I guess. Sure do. I don't understand. I love to have my heart broken. I would you? Mm. Go, go I, ahead. I was going to ask a stupid question. I, I'd like to hear it. Now. Okay. Well, I like. I like every. No, it's to... a really dumb question. It's a really dumb question. But <laughs> okay, it, this is like the cynic in me. Okay, so would you rather the Mariners actually make the playoffs, get the wild card spot, and get bounced in the one game wild card, or would you rather have them continue this historic? absence from the postseason to the point where we are like two decades plus above any other uh professional like, postseason do i want would to you be rather the record holder for all time yes like, to, like put ourselves in a position where nobody's ever going to break it or well, just like make it just yeah, for the year. sake of making it and not actually do any damage or how about this let's put a quantifier on it okay let's say this they need just pretend for the next 300 years, nobody ever gets, nobody ever beats the Mariners' record if they don't make it this year. Right. But they make it next year. Mm. Can I can I make that as a as a quantifier? Not like, hey, we're going to extend it indefinitely. We're going to extend it one more year. We'll make it next year. Don't worry about it. Okay. Can I, can I say that? No. Then no, I'd rather them okay. make it this year. <laughs> All right. If if I knew for a fact, I can guarantee they'll make it this next year. As maybe let's say they are their division winner which is going to be really hard. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, hey. Don't you miss when the Astros were in no, the NL? God, it's so frustrating because <laughs> I, I specifically remember, I remember the day, I remember the absolute day that the Houston Astros were announced to the AL West. And I'm like, yes, yes. There's a team that will be worse than the Mariners. They've, they've, lost, they've went like four or five straight years with over 100 losses. This team sucks. I am so excited to beat up on them every single year. And then now they're the best, one of the best teams in baseball. They've won a World Series. They have all the best players. They cheat. They claw. And I hate them. I hate the Astros. I hate that MLB had to reshuffle and put the Houston Astros in the AOS because the Mariners just can't have anything nice. So let's put, let's put, the, AL, let's put the worst team in baseball and make them become the best team in baseball. It's a conspiracy against the Mariners, and I know it. Ask Manfred.
That's my take. Okay, pretty good. Pretty Conspiracy good. against the I Mariners. mean, the Astros made you go up like 10 octaves, so that's, that's saying something. Well, they, they're good, and they still had to cheat. Yeah, that's stupid. So, silly, Mariners silly. are playing right now against the Rangers. I don't think there's been a score yet. Uh, Chris Flexen is on the mound. Final game against the Rangers is today. Uh, then they go on a three-game road trip uh, to Houston. Two games at the Athletics. Then they come home on the 26th for a... Series against the Royals, against the Astros, four-game series against the Royals. That'll be a big series that they should do very well in um, before they have a very Tough. difficult difficult September. Oh. Houston for another three. Red Sox for three. A's for four. A's for three. Angels for three. Ooh, that's a lot wow. of good teams. Okay, I'm a little more cynical now, unfortunately. That's sad. That hurts my feelings. Not looking forward to my birthday month. Now, thanks. Yeah, much appreciated. No problem. Uh, let's. Did you have you been following the Sounders at all? Uh, I saw they beat the piss out of Portland. Oh, it was awesome. Nice six-two. And oh, so no, absolutely I, awesome. Really. So I, yeah, they beat Tigres, a Mexican team in the League Cup right. a week ago yesterday, and then yeah, they destroyed Portland on Sunday, and then they just won yesterday one 0 against FC Dallas. Did you, have, you seen any, have you seen any highlights of any of these games? No. Okay. Watch this goal. This is one of the best goals you'll ever see um, by Jimmy Madronda against Portland uh, late in the second half. And he delivers in all the way out. Madronda! Oh, my word! On the side of the crossbar and in. Jimmy Madronda with one of the candidates for goal of the season. Five goals now for the Sounders. Wow. What a night at Providence Park. Absolutely. It doesn't get any more wicked than that. Like that is that is the goal that you dream of having if you're a soccer player. Like that yeah. is the best of the best, arguably goal of the year already. Just close the close the competition down. That's gonna win it. Um, I said this to my buddy guy Josh Geiger, and I was on the phone with him. Uh, oh, good. One of my friends calling me. He must not be watching the show. Thanks, dude. Um, I was on the phone with him. I sent him this highlight clip. I said, watch this, and he watched. It. He said, what's so impressive? I don't get it. And it's like. I know you're not that smart, but come on, man. Like, you don't understand the sort of technique that takes to not just sky it or to completely win. Right. I was going to say, the fact that he was able to keep it like laces over. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it, it was a full volley. It wasn't even, it's not even he had a touch and he made it a half volley. Like, right. That was, that was a full on volley. He's calling me again. His last name is Judd. Yeah. He There's has, a lot of you like that D's in that. His hair's going, uh, going pretty fast. He has neck spasms. I'd like to know why he's calling me. He can, he can wait 10 minutes here. While we finish up. Is Library Out Loud coming in? Nah. Oh, okay, good. So we can go a couple minutes over. So uh, Sounders now have won three in a row, um, or three, in a, three just this week. They topped the Western Conference. Uh, really good spot to uh, continue to uh, play well. Guys are getting healthy. Nicholas Sedaro's back. J Jordan Morris has been practicing. There are some oh. a little tiny bit of potential that he could, uh, in fact, make it back by playoffs. I'd like to just see him sit out the rest of the year and get healthy. Uh, but they're fun. I love, I love watching the Sounders games. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of The Pulse. Make sure to tune in next week, same time, for more news and conversation with Spokane Talks. I'm Sam Perry. Stay frosty.